So I'm driving, right? Mm-hmm. Down the M62. Mm. Liverpool back to Manchester. Okay. And I'm listening to Temporary Heights. Mm-hmm. As you do. In the Violet, in the violet Skies. Mm-hmm. We get to my song off that album. You know, that, that has resonated with me since last year when the album came out. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you are every everything to me. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? I get you. Like, I, get I, you. I, 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 I spread that on my toast for real. <laughs> but it led me to question is Snow's everything better than Kehlani's everything? Ooh. Now, I've always believed that Snow's Everything is better. I still mm-hmm. come to that conclusion now. Mm. I'm like, let's see what the people think. What do you think? The way Kalani's Everything starts is, is mesmerizing. Yeah. It's absolutely well, everything, everything, every, everything, everything, everything. Ooh, it's still, no, no, no. Snow still has it. Snow still has it. She still has it. She still has it. But Kalani, that's a decent. You came second, but it was a good second. No, she put her whole fist in that one. She really, she really put her whole fist in that one. Like she put. Why are you? Why are you laughing? What's funny? What's funny? <laughs> that's not the saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how that goes. <laughs> but do you get? But do you get why I use that? No, phrase I get why you okay. used it, cool. but I'm, it made me immediately uncomfortable. <laughs> As long as you get it, that's all that matters, man. Power to the people. We're back to do maintenance. Yeah, yeah, we go and rock like crack when it came in. It's me, it's me, it's podcast P, and we got you stuck off the realness. Yeah, yeah, we be the infamous. You heard of us? Official, Cali, Cali, Westside, murderers. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much once again for joining us on another one of our instinctive travels down the path of rhythm. Thank you for joining us as we once again maraud into the midnight. Thank you for joining us as we once again enter the Wu Tang. Yes, all 36 chambers. Thank you for joining us as we once again try and seize control. Thank you for joining us as we show you these temporary highs and these violet skies. Thank you for joining us as we show you that we were once good kids in this mad city. And of course, as ever, if on your way, you stumble, you fall, you lose your way. Mm-hmm. You can call me if you get lost. Mm. Welcome into another edition of the World Famous Two Stubborn Nigeria's podcast. I'm, of course, one half of your host, Podcast P, aka Two Fronts, but I only use one of this bitch, aka Two Cars, but I only use one of this bitch, aka Two Laptops, but I only use one of this bitch, aka Two Mics, but I only use one of this bitch, aka Two Baby Mamas, but I only pay one in this bitch. Um, <laughs> You know, last time I came on here, bro, I, I, I let people know that I'm the two man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm a two god. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, like I said, two phones, two cars. Mm-hmm. And you clown me for a second. You're like, for that, well, at one point, does it just become bad business? At one point, you know, you, are you just spending money in efficiency. efficiency. And I sat back and said, you know what? This is why I love rap, man. Because Benny already explained it. I bought two of everything and they said dude lost his mind. Two gold Cubans like I'm trying too hard to shine. 
two whips, one a coupe that's too small to drive, a two car garage, two broad massage. Mm-hmm. I'm living my raps, bro. Don't hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> Understand that, yeah? You I don't want to address it no more. I don't want to address it no more. Okay? You once again, I'm one of your co I'm one of your, your hosts here today, Podcast P, aka Love. Raheem, ask me why my name is also Love. Why is your name also Love, man? Because you need to shut the fuck up when you hear Love talking. Hey, yo, uh, get this nigga off my podcast. No, no, no. I'm talking now. No, I'm no, talking you, now. You gotta you stop. Shut the fuck up when you hear <laughs> Love talking. Get this nigga off my Every single time. Shut the fuck up when you hear <laughs> Love talking. When you let this nigga listen to two weeks worth of music, he comes in while in. He comes in while he can never just come in on normal energy. <laughs> if God is the source, then I am the plug walking. Yeah, baby. Fuck. <laughs> I'm, of course, as ever joined by my co host, that's with the most. That's this guy that gave you the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex, which is doubly prominent in these trying times with energy bill crisis. Mm. Winter is here, mm-hmm. it's hoodie season. Yep. And he's been wearing hoodies all summer. Come on, man. So he already gave you the look. (laughs) This pod, he's giving you the verse. Hey, yeah. Come on, man. Take it Uh, away, King. Nah, it's in his bag. (laughs) Take it away, King. (laughs) It's in his bag. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Track 76. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. It's funny because, um, especially in pre-production and before we started recording, I was thinking... This might be, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It might a, be a dud? Not a dud, not a dud. I don't think duds are stuff that we do. We do, but not often, you know. We we turn nothing into something quite often on this podcast. Mm. Mm. Um, but I was thinking that this might be a content-scarce um, episode because I didn't think there was a lot to get to. But... A lot just randomly came to my mind during your intro. And now I'm really, really excited for this episode. Because there's some topics that I think we do have to speak on that are super interesting. I'm excited to get to them, man. But before I before we do get to those topics, how's your week, Paul? Bro, I want to talk about something that has nothing to do with music in it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing whatsoever. But I really think it's an interesting topic just for us to, to dive into. So I'm at work, in it, and I went to the to the um, counter to go and get myself a little, you know, almond milk caramel latte for mm-hmm. my 2 p.m. coffee to get me through the afternoon shift, right? And I look, and you know what they had in the confectionery stand? What? They had a milky bar. Mm. And I was sat there and I was like, bruv, when was the last time you heard from the milky bar kid? Yo, <laughs> and I'm like, bruv, let's, bro, do you know how much shit that like we could just say to someone who is like 18 now, mm. like a qualified adult, and they're just like, what the fuck is that? Do they even? They've never seen that advert with the Milky Bar kid, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, when was the last time? Like, when was the last time I saw an advert for the Milky Bar kid? Like, he's not even on the Bam. no more. Like, I remember the days where the Milky Bar kid was an actual like legitimate kid actor. Let me. Let me take you through the things I then went through, right? So, obviously, I'm at the confectionery stand, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, like, next to that is a polo. Mm. A pack of polos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruv, 
this used to be an everyday staple of niggas like bags you had yep. to have a pack of polos with you or you yep. were copying one from the polo seller in school and mm-hmm. now i'm not talking about no ralphie <laughs> man people missed the days where people were paying one pound for one polo one pound pa- one pound for one polo <laughs> oh my god can't do that now with this inflation oh bro <laughs> the market's right we're gonna talk one. about that too no we're gonna talk about that too by the way because mm-hmm. it's not lost on me that you fired the first black chancellor in black history month we're gonna talk about <laughs> it. he was terrible at his job but they told that Ghanaian man that ghana must go in black history month i'm not yeah. having it all right i'm not having it someone has to take a stand mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and and it, it i'm gonna get my jokes off but someone has to take a stand we'll mm-hmm. come back to that Anyway, so yeah, bruv, like, when was the last time you saw niggas with polos? Do you Fam, know what I'm saying? Polos used last... to be a staple. It's fa- like, now that you're saying that, when's the last time you saw someone with the multicolored polos? That's what I'm saying. Did they discontinue those? They might have. Look at Jamie Oliver in the flash. My God. That Jamie Oliver me... guy was really an op, man. God. Let me take it somewhere else, bruv. Let me take mm. it somewhere else. There's a whole generation of people out there who don't know nothing about the yellow pages. That's that's where it gets insane. Do you know how mad that, bro? Think about the concept of that, bro. You could anyone in the country who had a registered phone number, you Bam. could go into the book and find it just like that. Call them. Do you know what's so crazy? Like, we literally witnessed the death and the dying, the slow dying of the yellow pages. I know you Bam. don't watch it. Fam, for people who watch, for the young audience that doesn't know what the Yellow Pages was, fam, we watched it die like Viserys was dying from episode one to episode mm. whatever. Mm. Like, fam, we watched the Yellow Pages go from being a 30 centimeter long book because every encyclopedia, fam, anything you needed. What you want Chinese? All right, let's go to all the Chinese restaurants right here, right now. Easy, fam. We went, watched it go from that to being the size of a magazine. To just not being delivered anymore like who needs the yellow page you have google it's actually the most obsolete thing in the world now it's crazy that's great fam when's the last time you got argos this time of the year it's october i'd be flicking through the argos catalog bro. i'd be leaving it open on the toys page in the living room so that people could just walk in and see hmm who left it open on the Power Rangers toy? <laughs> Maybe I should get that for... Do you know what I'm saying? Now, where is it? Gone. I used to full pages. I'd <laughs> be like, I, I need to get back to this page so I can double check that the price yeah. is still the same when I get home. Exactly. <laughs> like, me, who had no money. I was I was planning how I was going to purchase all these things. I was gonna say, I was gonna, okay, I just need to save all my five Ps for the next 25 years. Yep. And I'll be able to cop a third of this. Cool. Um, I remember when I used to think that that jar of coins I had meant that I was automatically rich. Bro, <laughs> you, you, you have a jar of coins, one piece so big, that shit would be like two, three, four litres. You take it to the machine, ten pounds. Ten pounds. crazy. Oh my God. Children are missing out, man. Those are fun. They're missing out, bro. They're missing out. But other than that, you know, other than having that mini existential crisis, my week has been, it's been good. It's been busy. You know, the white man trying to wipe me like a slave. But, mm. um, you know, it's, it's Black History Month, so I claim my time back. I claim my reparations. Um, now let's get to it. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about a calamity that was Mr. Kwase Kwarteng. And we're not a political podcast. We're not. We're not a, pol- we're not a political podcast. Y'all know I don't do this for real. But it's not lost on me that the history books will now reflect that the shortest serving chancellor to not die in post, because the shortest serving chancellor officially died in post. Right. So you take him out, mm-hmm. is a black man. And he was fired within Black History Month. They couldn't wait two weeks? Man. They couldn't wait two weeks? Man. Not that they let him resign. That man was in Washington, D.C., holding meetings with the U.S. financial staff. And they called him. They hit him on the blower and said, yo, (laughs) we need you to hop on the next flight back to London. Already, his mood is fucked because flying into the UK and flying into London especially instantly gives you bad vibes. Yep, immediately. Instantly, immediately. The moment you you see that it's the day that you're flying into the UK, a dark cloud comes over your head. Mm-hmm. So he flies in. He lands. Yep. He finds out, oh shit, they're holding a press conference at 2pm today. Mm. No one's told me. Mm. Already, it's it's like 10, 10 a.m. I've just stepped into work, just checking the Twitters. Yeah, I'm seeing man's expected to be sacked. I'm like, yikes! So before they've even told you, they told the media that you're gonna be gone. Woj bomb, boom! <laughs> That's how you find out that your job's gone. Woj, Shams, <laughs> Brian Windhorse, Malika Andrews. That's how you find out your job's gone. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then instead of letting him resign, they made him, or maybe he chose to write a letter saying, although you sacked me, I back you. This life thing is a wicked. I thing. feel so sorry. I feel so sorry for the kids, the black kids in 10, 15 years who are gonna have to deal with this in their GCSE and level history. I am so sorry for your I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry that this calamity of errors has happened. God, yo, this government is so embarrassing. It's is so it, embarrassing. are you not embarrassed? Are you not embarrassed? God, God, I don't know how he got to this point. I, I do. do know, I do know. It's very well documented, but it's still crazy that I got to this. But I'm still, I still vividly remember being in my um, A level economics exam, and them asking, "Okay, what are the consequences of us leaving the EU?" And me detailing like all the things that I think could be a consequence, the small, small benefits, but also why those benefits will never be benefits in the long run. And I detailed everything, got my grade back. They said, oh, well done, B. And then for the next five years, everything I said would happen, happened. So it's like, was it a B? Or was I spot on? Like, what really happened? That was the day of the referendum as well. So that was really, everyone was guessing. Sam, I remember the day of that referendum. I voted, went into work, Scots, menswear, shop mm-hmm. floor, you know me. Walking around like I own a place. One of my co-workers like, what do you vote for? I said, remain. They were like, yeah, we're definitely going to remain. I said, I hope so. You know mm-hmm. me? I'm I'm pre-programmed not to trust white people. She laughed it off. Beautiful white woman. Got a kid now. It's really 
unfortunate. I wish she didn't. I wish, wow. I'm happy that she had the kid, but you know, it's a different conversation. Yeah. Look at the kid now, like, damn. Damn. <laughs> so you were really serious when you said you was with that nigga. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, nah, I remember telling her that. And then I get out of work, what the long shift, long day shift, mm. get back home, just hits 10 p.m. Exit mm-hmm. poll. We're expecting to leave. I said, Jesus is Lord. It felt like a real life joke. Are we going to leave this topic alone? Yeah. Because we're not a politics podcast. We're not. We're a music podcast. We are. So let's get to the beats, the breaks, the rhymes and the rhythms. All right. What have you been listening to this week? It's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week. Mainly because... I had one of those weeks where I said, ah, there's a few albums I want to listen to. YG got some spin. Um, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting it? Freddie Gibbs got some spin. Um, two albums that I'm a massive, massive fan of at the moment. Um, but there were long periods of this week where I said, you know what? I'm just not in that album mood. I just want to listen to, like, all the songs that I know that I love. All the songs I know I love. So when I'm in that mood, my go-to is to go straight to my 2017 playlist and see how it shakes out from there. Um, now, there was at one point this week where I had to do a very long drive to um, Bath, which meant that that playlist was just on for that whole journey. And it just took me back, man. Like, I was vibing out to Calvin Harris. I was vibing out to, um, oh, my God, who else was I vibing out to on that trip? I was vibing out to Jay Haas. I was vibing out to Tyler, the creator. Um, I was vibing out to Kendrick Lamar. Damn. It was just, it was a lot of hits on that album. But one person who came up on that playlist um, that it made me pause for a second because I remembered it when the news came through, but it made me pause because this is the first time I'm listening to the album since it happened. Um, PNB Rock came up. Um, his debut album came up a lot, and it made me like just remember how. What's the word I want to say? How I don't want to say it was pivotal because I wouldn't say the album necessarily changed me as a person, but the album came at a very pivotal moment in my life. If that makes sense, as in that was really the time when I was first settling into first year, I figured it out. Everything became a formula, basically. Like, it stopped being, okay, do I do this? Do I do this? It was more so, I know what I'm doing. I'm going from A to B. I want to do this after after uni. I'm not going to this lecture because I already know this lecture is a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's when I really got into my mood of knowing what I was doing, feeling comfortable in uni, and the soundtrack to all of that was going through the motions by PNB Rock, which at that time I had on nothing but repeat. So hearing some of those songs, at first it was like, man, PNB Rock isn't here anymore. And for me, I don't usually like listening to artists after they pass because it just it feels a bit too eerie for me. But I was like, nah, let me let this rock. And I think the song that came on at first was um, Do You Notice Me? And it was like, man, I just remember how much I loved that song in particular and was like you know i have to let this rock and then it was like my phone understood what was going on 
and it was going to all the PNB rock songs, even though they were scattered throughout this what three four hour long playlist. It literally did like three PNB rock songs in a row, and it was like, like this is it. Really, it hit me. It really hit me that like he's just not here anymore, man. And it's so, it's just so sad, man. Rest in peace to PNB rock. But man, going through the motions is one of those albums that I think was criminally underspoken, undertalked about. Like a lot of people seemingly liked it from especially like from today, not today, but after he passed, I saw a lot of people's reaction and I realized okay, a lot more people were fans of this album than I originally thought. Um, but still, like just it wasn't spoken about amongst the other big albums at that time. I remember watching things like Everyday Struggle at that time and wondering if they were ever going to speak about this album and they just didn't. Um, no fault of their own, obviously. There's loads of albums that they did speak about. Um, but I just remember going to those big platforms at the time, hoping that people would be talking about what at that point was my favourite album and just no one did. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, like, that was, it was a big part of my week, just listening to going through the motions again enjoying that vibe but yeah that was me pretty much for the most week what album did change you you mentioned and as you were talking that like it didn't necessarily change you the album mm. but it marked a change in what album did change you oh what album did change me that's a good question it's almost it's almost like a it's almost like I host a podcast where I, where I ask questions and it's almost like I'm an interviewer. <laughs> There's a few albums that changed me. Give me a few answers then. I would say Mastermind. Why? Because that's really that's really funny. Because mm-hmm. when you when I was formulating that question, I was thinking about that myself, and that yeah. album came up straight away. Yeah. No, that album, for me, that was definitely... That's an album that just changed my whole outlook. And it's tough to say why, because I don't think... There's not. There's some albums on there where, like, oh, they're talking, and, like, there's some, like, deeper conversations happening, even though you could really miss the fact that there's some deeper conversations happening because this is, like, real, real vibes music at some points anyway. But that album just i don't know and the part the part of that album that stuck with me and it's gonna sound funny is that little skit where they just read rick ross's bank um bank balance greatest liar in the history of hip-hop <laughs> yeah <fam>. <laughs> <laughs> but that part it was just like whoa hold on because at that point obviously i was much more gullible than i am now i can't remember how much it was but it was 92 like, million yeah, no, crazy. <laughs> I was like, fam, imagine like your bank balance just reading that much money in your account at one point in time. And that alone, I think that helped me get through a lot of like educational stuff. Because there's a lot of times where I wanted to sleep and I was like, look how hard Rick Ross worked to get to where he is. Let me let, let me just do my studies. Let me focus on my studies and get this thing done. Um, but bigger than that, like it just, I think it instilled like, a bit more of a hard work as a mentality which was probably in me before but it brought it to the surface a bit more for sure um obviously the college dropout mm-hmm. the college dropout changed how i think about albums as a whole um 
it really was. The college dropout opened my eyes to the level of artist that someone could be, if that makes sense. Because I had known Kanye for a while at that point anyway. I had enjoyed Kanye's music for a long time. But at that point, I listened to the college dropout many times. And I'm thinking more so sixth form years. I listened to college dropout, but I never listened to it like with I don't say podcaster is because I didn't have podcaster is on when I listened to it in sixth form either. But I never listened to I, it until I, I really absorb it. Mm-hmm. Um the albums that I did absorb were Jesus, were um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I absorbed those ones fully. So then when I went back and listened to the college dropout and really like sat down and listened to the artistry behind it years years later it was like wow how can someone dip into all these different bags in one career and be so great and this is the debut and it's still so timeless at that point i think it was i want to say 10 maybe no it was way more than 10 no it might have been like 14 i can't remember it was years later anyway and i was like wow that's the first time i really realized that albums could be timeless not just songs and then um, I'll definitely have to say Good Kid, Mad City, just because that was the very first album that I fell in love with head to toe. Like, that was the first time I really realised that, oh, I think I prefer listening to albums than I do listening to singles. That was the album that did it for me. That was when I stopped. I stopped downloading singles because of that album. Mm. mm yeah, those are just some, those are, what, three answers? I could, if I really sat down here and made a list and went through all the albums on my phone, there'll be probably, there'll probably be, like, 50 albums that I could say changed my life in one way, shape, or form. But we don't have that time, and it was off the dome, so it was a bit tougher, but, yeah. No, that was good. That was good. All good mm-hmm. answers. All good answers. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have an album that you feel like changed your life? Uh, Flower Boy. Really? Yeah. Fair. How's that work? Changes, changes a person. I think it was it, it being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at that point, I'd already begun that. I definitely wasn't as a teenager. I think anyone who, who knows me from St. Paul's knows I was like, well, shit. Not, and anyone who knows me from St. Paul's and knows me now should know that I'm a very completely different person just mm-hmm. in, in my personality because at St. Paul's I was very much like depressed like t- deeply depressed and I think like Flower Boys and album came at a time and the concepts of Flower Boys and the shit and the shit the title was saying on there like really um codified the being comfortable in your own skin and the need to, for that and like accepting change within yourself like because mm-hmm. as I as I've said before on this podcast, Flowerboy made me a Tyler creative fan. I hate I hated Tyler as an artist. And that album made me a fan of his because of the change in his artistry. And then the subject matter of things he was talking about. Um yeah, was really big. Mm. That alongside The Sun's Tirade, uh, one of the most important albums I've ever had in my life, because where I say Tyler's was being comfortable in your own skin, Sun's Tirade is very much being comfortable in your own solitude and being comfortable in your like just being on your own mm. with your own thoughts 
and of course trilogy because it turned me into a savage it turned me into a savage <laughs> yo fair i had that nigga say i got a test for you you say you want my heart or well, baby you can have it all mm. there's something that i need from you is to meet my boys i said okay i got it i got it i got it <laughs> that was that that to me would have been how niggas in 93 must have felt when snoop said but we don't love these hoes i'm out the door mm. okay i get it and mm. how niggas in 2001 no 2003 must have felt when hove said i fuck him duck him love him thieve him but i don't fucking need him take him mm. out of the hood get him living good but i don't fucking feed them you know what i'm saying so i was like yeah i get it i get it <laughs> Um, is that how the new generation is gonna feel when they remember back to that video of Fredo saying we don't we don't feed the girls spaghetti or pasta? Or we don't you... feed the girls spaghetti. We don't feed the bad as pasta. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's why, bro. For every bro, every month since who pays on the first date? Why do you mm. think that is? Because niggas ain't having it no more. Yeah, niggas ain't having it no more. Fredo <laughs> said we don't feed the bad as pasta. No, I'm not paying for your vapianos. You pay. Mm. Mm. You pay. Single independent. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That's not Meg the... telling you you're a savage, classy, bougie ratchet. You pay. <laughs> That's not a platform, man. That's not a platform. That's not that's not the stage of this podcast. You bro. pay. <laughs> you pay for you, I'll pay for me. Mm. It's mm. that simple. Let's just keep on making our own ways through life, man. That's what I'm saying. Mm. We don't need to cross we we're sat at the same table. That doesn't mean like what does that mean? Big facts. <laughs> we don't share this food. Mm. If anything, you should pay more because you ate some of my food and I left yours mm. alone. I didn't want yours. Mm-hmm. If I wanted yours, I would have ordered it. <laughs> You're taking chips off my plate like I ordered for the both like of us. Like I ordered for the both of us. It my said God. for one. I didn't say <laughs> chips enough for two. I have, I have plans. My I plans have plans for the four. chips. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to go home and eat again. <laughs> Do you know how crazy I look cooking two chips? <laughs> oh man oh man that's made me think of another question have you had what album is it that you've had that you've listened to should i say that's been in rotation for the longest for you well ever off the top of your head or albums that have been in rotation longer than the usual album. Daytona's never left rotation. Fair. Daytona's never left rotation. 444 has never left rotation. Um, Friday Night Lights um, doesn't ever really leave rotation. Um, in a previous life, I would have said College Dropout, but I stopped listening to Kanye about four years, four or five years ago, so mm-hmm. I don't really ever listen to his shit at all. Um, but when that was out, watch Throne, My Beautiful Dark Fantasy, like some of the most important albums I've ever listened to. They never really left rotation. But yeah, Daytona's never left rotation. Um 444's never left rotation. Plugs I met one only just left rotation, maybe this year. Mm. Maybe this year. Um yeah, I keep those very close to hand. Um Oxymoron is still very much my go-to gym album. If I don't know what album I want to listen to in the gym, I'll just go to Oxymoron and that comes straight from when it came out when I was in sixth form and I'd go to the gym first thing 6am in the morning and I needed a jolt of energy, I'd go to Oxymoron. And so mm. whenever I go to a gym, 
my first thought if if I need an album is to play Oxymora um, by Schoolboy Q, obviously. Um, so yeah, different ones like that. That's right. Like, you? Um, I have a lot. Well, I'll say the two albums that I know lasted abnormally, abnormally long, outside of like the classics would be um Ventura and um the twenty twenty experience. Those Makes lasted sense. those were albums that were in rotation for more than a year. Twenty twenty experience part one? Yeah. Specifically yeah, part sense. one. Yeah. And sense. then when they released the version with both part oh, one and part two. Oh stop it bro. and I could get cabaret in there as bro, well. I can get cabaret and <laughs> strawberry bubblegum <laughs> on the same project. <laughs> Don't I do a tunnel vision and Yo. take back the night? <laughs> Yo, crazy. That's crazy. crazy. That's so egregious. Bam. That's dangerous. <laughs> so your will just randomly on Bro, suit and tie and take back the night. On the oh my God. Same project. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think you thought that through. <laughs> no, that album, my, that album was real talk and masterpiece. TKO? My God. Oh my TKO. God. TKO. It's just a TKO. That girl. Oh, I'm in love with that girl. <laughs> this is the thing, Raheem. When I tell people that if I ever get married, I'm performing at my wedding, it's songs mm-hmm. like that girl that you need to understand is getting performed. <laughs> Yo, see, you trying to hit those high notes will be the with best choreography. <laughs> with choreography. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> ask me one of those nights that you can kick down and they'll come back up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on, bro. I love that you see the play already. I love that you see the play already. Oh man, that's my, that's bro. That's the that's the. I already got the that girl. Hey ma, mm. fucking um, big pimpin. Because mm-hmm. I got I got like I know that I was you know that's who I was yeah. once upon a time. Girls, girls, girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I gotta let them know that's who I was once upon a time. And then these are the games we play. Um, grinding one area code to your wedding is crazy. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Have to, have to. Have to. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna oh. perform confessions just so I can get out in front of any allegations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your wife comes to you that like saying, "Yo, who's this girl? Like, I told you, I told, I told you. you. <laughs> oh, you remember? That's what she wanted me to do about. Man, why are you acting shocked? Why are you acting shocked? It was right there. I told you on the part one, the girl that I was freaking with. She said she's three months pregnant. She's keeping it. And now, now you're wondering, 18 years old, wait, why does baby look like you? Because it was mine. Man, that's Paul Junior. That's Paul, Paul Junior. That's the that's my first board. I've invested so much time and energy into him. That's, a, that, that's my beloved. That's, that's my beloved. That's what I'm on my eye. <laughs> That's our prized possession right there. <laughs> that's our that's our ticket out of the hood. I love him. That's our ticket out of the hood for real. Yo, thank God I had that child. Look at our look at our kids. How do you think how do you think Bryce feels with LeBron saying I want to play with Bronny but not willing to wait for Bryce? <laughs> he has to be pissed because he's the one that looks like a superstar. He's <laughs> six seven. Six. Yeah, he's gonna make it out of it. And he's gonna make it. Gonna... And the guy has all star written all over him. While Bronny is just here being like a normal guard. I mean, with all that being said, what, what did you listen to this week, Paul? Oh, did we not even talk about that? Jesus. <laughs> my fault. My fault. Count me out. 
Mm. Count me out all the time. And I've said it before in this podcast, I'll say it again. I just want to count me out as a top five Kendrick Marvelous of all time. Mm. In terms of like the content, the rhyming pattern, the scheme, the lyricism, the flow, the cadence, like anything that you use to judge a rap verse, that verse is so different. He's like, because it's the way like the different things just juxtapose. He's like, one of these lives, I'm gonna make things right with the wrongs I've done till then I unite with the father's son till then I fight. Blame on me, put shame on, blame on me, mm-hmm. put, put the game on me. Got guilt, got hurt, got shame on me. Got six magazines that's aimed at me, done every magazine, what's fame to me. And I'm just, that alone is just crazy. And then it's not like the rest of the verse doesn't go on. And then when you put the verse in the context of the whole song and the song in the context of like the intro of the song where he's like, chapter 10 breakthrough and then he's mm-hmm. actually talking about how he breaks through the need to prove someone wrong and just learn to love himself yep. which then um allows us to unpick and unpack all of the other issues which then leads to your silent night your savior your auntie diaries and then your i choose me i'm sorry mm. Mm. it's ridiculous it it really is it really is ridiculous like as a verse like it, it he was he was he 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 had his dick in his hand when he was doing that one <laughs> like, what <laughs> no because that's what he, he, like that was one of those verses where sometimes you sometimes as a as a you gotta swing your dick around you gotta let people know hey bro you can't fuck with this and that was the, i could tell he just said let me let me swing my dick around on this one <laughs> It's like Hove on God did for no reason, just out of nowhere. Let me throw my dick around on this one. Let me show these notes. <laughs> What's this nigga on? That's what, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, do you predict that um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers will be in your Spotify wrapped? Yeah. Yeah. Because of, oh, let's even talk about that actually, because I, I want to speak about that. Great. Great. Look at, look at. Every time we take some time off, we always come back in sync. It's crazy. <laughs> um, man, in sync. That's another oh, thing man. kids don't know about. They don't know about in sync. Yo, will you be my girlfriend? Come on. They don't know about Backstreet. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Oh. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my days. What you going to do when they come? Oh, yo. <laughs> yo, these boy bands had the streets on Bro, lock. Fam. Oh. <laughs> and how, now here. These kids got all they got is a 1975. Crazy. They don't Crazy. know about boy bands. Crazy. Yeah, no about boy bands at all. You have no clue. You don't know about Westlife. Oh my god. <laughs> People don't know how gassy used to be in the music video. Where one person <laughs> will walk past the next person and carry on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when there'll be five niggas chasing one girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yes, it will be. Um, because as I've said, count me out, I think is a top five Kendrick of Asable time. So I continually go back to it. But I, I don't even think it's the best song on the album. I still think that's Rich Spirit. And I listen to that frequently. And it's a good album. It's an album that I like. So I definitely think it will be up there. Um, let's try to predict our top fives. Top five from Spotify Rap. Yeah. Oh, oh! This might be the first year Drake doesn't get into my into my Spotify. I'm um, not Spotify rap for me. Apple Replay. 
Uh, um, hmm. I would guess Joey Badass. Mm. Something in the way you make me feel. Yep. Okay. Um, Who's make me feel is better? Joey Badass's make me feel or Janae Monet's? We'll come back to that. Never won't. Ah! It's Joey. Really? It's Joey. And I'm saying that I'm biased right now. I'm super biased right now. Because right. that's, that's an album that hasn't left rotation. And I haven't listened to Janelle Monet's in a while. I'm just saying, every single episode of Human Resources, I had to wheel out that song. <laughs> every single time I should, that's just the way you make me <laughs> the way you make me feel. I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, she forgot, got... I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot she yeah, she put her foot on next on that yeah, one. Yeah, That was crazy. What a talented woman. So talented. And she's doing all that while she can just dance for real. Like really, it's really crazy. dance. It's crazy. <laughs> um Pusha T. Okay. Robert Glasper. Okay. Hmm. This is where it gets tough. So are you give me Joey, Pusha T, Robert Glasper. That's three, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Burner Boy will be in there. Okay. Because Burner Boy has the advantage of being on a few projects that I've listened to this year. And you you specifically had Ebo and Shia on repeat. Yeah, like, no, just, fam, just that portion. Fam, literally. Name the whole song, just that. <laughs> fam, just you. that one line is like, no, rewind. Rewind, rewind. come on. <laughs> um, This last part is very, very tough. Mm. Because I know what song I've listened to the most this year. Okay. Which is? But that's just a song, which is just to be safe. Okay. But you don't know if Will is going to get in it. Because he's only there for one song. Even though I'll put that song on repeat, like maybe four or five times every time I listen to it. I also do the same with Saviour. But then Kendrick also has the advantage of having a whole album. album. Mm. And then I also had the Heart Part 5 just to add extra seasoning on top. Mm. Yeah, suck my dick with authenticity. <laughs> yeah, I think. Ooh, mm. did I say Brent already? You didn't say Brent already. Oof, oof, oof. It could end up being Brent. Mm. It could very easily be Brent. Did I say JID? What's your favorite song off that Brent album? You definitely didn't say JID, by the way. What's oh, JID's in my top five. Yeah, okay. definitely in my top five. Um, what's my favorite song off that Brent album? It is hold on, role model. Okay. Oh, I'll be your role model. Leave out tomorrow. Don't leave all them up. <laughs> oh no, that He's song. Nothing you said, nothing not for you. Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. Bam, that's what that song is on. Bam, every time, and that song will come on literally. So I'll be driving home from work, right? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, because it's like all back roads, I'm lost. Once mm-hmm. I get to a certain part, I'm lost. And then it's not until I get to the top of the A5 where I'm like, okay, I know my way. I can turn off my GPS. I can max out my volume. I can mm-hmm. do me. Mm-hmm. And literally that song comes on just as I get off the roundabout every single time perfectly. It's like, okay, full volume, full speed. Let's go. As, as people, why do we turn down the volume when we're lost? 
Bam, I have to think. I, have to, I can't see. I can't Why see. do we do that? I can't. <laughs> like, as soon as I lost, I'm like, okay, let me turn this shit down <laughs> to try and find out where I am. <laughs> it's actually crazy because I'll be looking at the street names like, I can't see. Let me. You'll, oh. you'll be <laughs> screaming a lyric at the top of your voice and then you'll realize, wait, I don't recognize that lamppost. Okay, let me turn this shit down. <laughs> Let me focus on what I'm doing. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's actually a very, it's actually a ridiculous evolutionary trait that we seemed as people to just develop. Like that's what we do now. <laughs> and it's everyone. It's not even everyone. like oh, okay, it's that every single it is. person. Like, everyone does it. Everyone, everyone does it. Moment you don't reckon, okay, I don't know where I am. Let me turn this shit down. <laughs> Especially on country roads. Yo. Just going back on country <laughs> roads at night. Mm-mm, music's not playing. I'll give a fuck. <laughs> Bam. That's how that's how Bigfoot will just come out of these bushes and kill me. God nah. But you know how deep, Jer? Yeah? I don't even think it's necessarily just like getting lost. I think it's just like in our brains, we're like, you know, I don't want enjoyment right now. Yeah. Because it happened the other day when um I was driving home from London and I thought a camera flashed. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> over. Oh, bro, no. <laughs> <laughs> you were just sitting in silence. <laughs> my music was so quiet for the rest of the journey. I was just like, how much money You're is just that? Just sitting in silence. I don't even want to... <laughs> like, do I have time to do a speed training course? Oh, God. Bro, you'll be there singing at the top of your voice and then you'll just hit one curve accidentally, bro. You'll never go so silent, so swiftly in your life. <laughs> you have one... You didn't check your blind spot one time... <laughs> You went to in. You went to move over. You hear a car honk, and you, just, bro, you will never go more silent in your life. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I went, yeah, I just need to concentrate. For the rest of the journey. I need I to concentrate. As <laughs> I, I get home and get back in bed, man. <laughs> oh my god, doing too much. <laughs> you know the ones where, <laughs> where you think you, you think you like bumped something, but you're not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'll check the damage when I'll I get home. The, yeah, get home. <laughs> Like, that bump is gone. That no, it's gone. <laughs> it's on the floor. My exhaust is on the floor. Yeah. I know it. The car feels lighter. The car feels lighter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about again? Top five, Spotify. Top five, top five. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I have Joey Brent, um, JD, Robert Glasper, Robert Glasper, Fisher T. Fisher T. Okay. That's what I think anywhere. Okay. Fuck. Mm, you? Hove. Yeah. H to the OV. Mm-hmm. The nigga who used to move snowflakes by the OZ. Man. I guess even back then, you could call him CEO mm-hmm. of the ROC. Hove. Hove. Um, yeah, Hove is number one, I think, by a long, long way. Then push T. Then push the team. You're supposed to put the money in the car. You're supposed to put the combination in the safe and lose the key. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. whatever you said on that shit. <laughs> um, push the team. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Man, what a project. Yep. What a rapper. Crazy. Push the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Glasper. One hundred percent. PJ Morton. I'll, I'll PJ Morton, 
I was considering I think, he might make it in mind as well, but I think PJ Morton. And then potentially Snow. Potentially Alex Isley. Mm. Potentially Cole. Mm-hmm. And potentially Tame Impala. Okay. I couldn't honestly tell you. I couldn't tell you which one of those would make up the top five. But I would expect it to be one of those because they've been in constant rotation all year. Mm. In different ways. Cole's never really... Cole isn't someone who I have in rotation. Cole is someone who, like, I binge. So, like, mm-hmm. I won't listen to J. Cole for, like, four months and then all I'll do... And then a week will come where every single day all I'm listening to is J. Cole for seven days straight. Mm. Um and so that builds up the numbers, whereas Snow has been someone I've listened to damn near all year. Because mm. that's my boo. Um, <laughs> it's certified. I can show you the messages. Yep. Um, I made her smile, so fuck you on <laughs> um, Snow, Tame Impala, again, somebody who I've been listening to just consistently all this year. Um, yeah. Brent could mm. be in there too. Brent could be in there too. Brent could really be in there too. It'll be interesting. When does it come out? Two months, right? It'll be, like, be like first week of December. Mm. It'll be interesting to see, man. It'll be interesting to see. It's always an interesting time because... Brent said, I'm sorry in advance if I let you down. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm a rolling, rolling stone. stone. <laughs> Yo. Oh, I need to go back and listen. It's been a minute since I've been If I have to go back... Oh. <laughs> That nigga said I'm dope as fuck. Oh no, that nigga said first time exciting. Then um gaslighting. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> make up your mind. <laughs> he said, yo, I can't be your happiness if you ain't got it. That's, said, oh uh, my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can buy you a new face. You're still not Lauren London. Oh my god. But you're still a dime if you ask me. <laughs> oh my god. How do I? How am I boosting your boosting up your self confidence and shitting at you with these? That's Bam. <laughs> you're not Lauren London, but you're you're ten. You're, you're a ten. Not... You're just not Lauren London. Like you never will be. Oh man, that is true. Funny, I can't give you happiness if you ain't. Bam. It. Like, it just facts. It's facts. <laughs> There's oh, nothing man. I can do. That one goes so stupid, man. That oh shit, so Mr. Money with the vibe actually. I was thinking about that as well, but I don't think I've had as much time. Yeah, but with all the singles mm. leading up to the album, mm. amount of times they was in rotation, and then the album came, and I had to use, I had to tell people, you know, it's time to organize. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had to, had to tell yeah. these girls, had to, we had, it was time to organize. <laughs> Yo, I, oh my god, he could, he could. I don't think it would be far fetched if he ends up in my top ten. It'll be the least surprising thing. Song is going to be fun. Song is going to be really fun. Mm. Because I play closer like 20 times a day. <laughs> Song is going to be the most interesting one this year. But I played Forever by Robert Glasper like a hundred... <laughs> when it came out, I was playing that shit a hundred times a day. Fam, like Why We Speak might be my song. Why, like Diet Coke was on repeat. Oh my God. Dreaming of the Past? Dreaming of the Past was on repeat. <laughs> but as I said... Just to last be safe. last never stops getting played. Oh my god, Just to last be safe. last could be there. 
Oh my god, Tony Adzik could just be there. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty like Tony Adzik. I didn't know who Tony Adzik was. I googled her, said match. She is pretty like Tony Adzik. Mm-hmm. That is the beauty standard now. <laughs> oh my god, nah, it's gonna be an interesting year for songs because I've just had different songs on repeat. Like Savior was a song that every single time it got to the middle part, I reloaded it because it was like, man, this is too good a song. At the same time. I've fallen back in love with older R&B songs. Like, when we hopped on today, I was listening to Georgie Porgy because it's all I've been listening to all week. Mm. Paul, not to, di- not to divert us, and we'll come mm-hmm. back to this, but I also had a revelation this week that I was supposed to bring up earlier, but I completely forgot. Um, when are we going to give YG his accolades for being the best dance artist in the industry in what in what manner is he the in best that, dance artist he's the best dance the artist in the industry as in he, no one releases better dance music than yg than yg than yg and what what evidence are you using to to back up your point every album he's dropped he has at least one song <laughs> where he's telling us to either do our dance mm-hmm. Or that he's doing his dance. Okay. And every single time is a hit. Yeah. At this point, he hasn't missed when he does dance singles. Okay. So at what point do we give him the accolades and say, you know, you got it? The issue with YG is that his dancing isn't, it's not universal. Is that his problem though? It is because when you're in all red, and the dancing you're doing is blood moves. You're well, cutting yourself up to half the population. Paul, do my dance, do my dance, do my dance, I do my dance. Do your dance, do your dance, do your dance, you do your dance. No, I... he's just grown into that. I get you. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, it was do your dance, YG, do your dance. Bam. And the only dance you could do was the blood steps. <laughs> so if you're, a, if you're, if you throw up the, you know, mm-hmm. this, you, you just got standing on the wall <laughs> and then that can't be it. And, and that's what, that's all I'm saying. I feel you though. Mm. Mm. What were we talking right. about? Songs. Spotify wrapped. Top songs. Oh yeah. Songs, songs, mm. songs, songs. Yeah. Songs will be an interesting one. Mm. What do you think will be your... What do you reckon will be in your top three for songs? Forever by Robert Glasper, okay. mm-hmm. PJ Morton, India, Ari. Um, oh, Closer. Mm-hmm. Closer will probably be in there. And shit, now that I've just said, oh, his name, God did. Mm, you think? Raheem, God did. That'd be super impressive. Raheem, God mm-hmm. did. That'd you got to be- understand. I see a lot of hoving gigs. <laughs> Me and Mink can never beef. I freed that nigga from a whole bid. Mm. Hovid. <laughs> Jesus turned water to wine for Hovid just took a stove. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like Farrakhan talking to Mike Wallace. I think you should be quiet. Mm. Mm. How many billionaires came from Hove Crib? I count three, me, A, and Ree. Well, bronze are rock, rock boys, so four, technically. 
Mm. Mm. See, my issue is... Nicola's quotables, man. It's long, isn't it? Because that song is so amazing. But I've only listened to it twice. Yeah. Do you know what could be a sleeper for a song that might just sneak into my top three? Mm-hmm. That I did, I just thought of now. Mm-hmm. Back two times could easily sneak in there. Oh, we brought it back, back. We brought it back, back, bro. Because there was a week where that's the only song I listened to. Straight. We brought it back, back. Johnny Peace Caddy might be in there too now that you say that. Yeah. Johnny Peace Caddy might be in there too. As far as Connor, except from Connor West, tell me who else I got respect. Because it's mm. about, because it's about, to, kind of perplexed. It's about time now I got my respect. It's the butcher nigga, which is hilarious. Because then Cole came and showed him why it's not just Connor <laughs> West that you have to respect. Do you know um, who I am? On the night I was born, God was crying. Mm. Why would God be crying? Because I'm God. I'm the baby. Mm. It's a double. Oh my God. Hmm. That's a tough one, man. Songs of the year. Songs I could get into the rap is is not easy at all, man. It's not easy at all. All right, cool. Is it time? I'm gonna wait. Yes, sir. Legend, pioneer, revolutionary, goat. All terms which are applicable to the modern day great that is Kane Robinson. The artist known as Kano has been an ever-present feature of the British rap game for close to two decades. A rapper with an array of flows, supreme rhyming skill, and lyrics so poignant that they continually stand the test of time. Recent years have seen Kano receive his flowers and universal acclaim for both 2016's Made in the Manor and 2019's Hoodies All Summer. But for today's review, we take it back to 2005 for Kano's debut album, Home Sweet Home. Released on June 27, 2005, this gold-certified album marked Kano's introduction to the commercial music world following years of buzz in the underground raps. So today, we take a look back at the project that sparked a legendary career and changed the UK rap scene for generations to come, as Home Sweet Home becomes the latest album to face the two stubborn Nigerians' album scale. Home Sweet Home by Kano. 16 songs, one hour, one minute came out, um, as mentioned, June 27th, 2005. Um, first time listening to this album? Yeah. Same, same. How many of the songs had you heard or did you recognize when you started listening to it? None. But in saying that, I know I've definitely listened to some of these songs because I remember, like, if I'm not mistaken anyway, my introduction to Kano in my brain has to have been one of the songs off of this album because my introduction to him was um, listening. Well, I first saw him on MTV Bass um, and my mum is actually a person who was like, that's Kano, this is a really good artist. I think she was talking to another one of my aunties at the time and they were having a conversation about what their thoughts were on Kano, because I think he was a relatively new artist onto the scene at that point. Um, my assumption is it had to have been one of the songs off of this album, but listening to it back over, I can't say I recognised any of these songs or that any of them I knew the words to or 
knew what to expect from them. So this was kind of a new experience for me as a whole. So you didn't have P's and Q's? Very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Okay. I'm assuming well, you knew P's and Q's and a couple others? P's and Q's is a legendary song. It's one of the greatest um, songs to ever come out of the UK. Um, Night Night, 100%. And Brown Eyes. Um... 100% I'd had all of those songs and I remember this album coming out not so much I remember the album coming out I just remember the time this is very channel you aka channel aka days my brother being a huge grime fan at the time so just like watching him watch channel aka channel you and having these songs be on so I remember the time where like I remember the time look at me quoting Michael Jackson but I remember the time where um Kano was always on my TV screens from these songs. And so I remember that period relatively well in my memory. Obviously, I've never listened to this album in its totality until um, the past two weeks when we were listening to it to, for, in preparation for today. Um, so this was really um, fun and eye-opening eye for me. Um, I'm assuming for you, this would have had similar types of feelings to when we did um southern playlistic in terms of you've seen the finished article now you're going back to an artist beginnings then yeah very very yep. similar yeah and one of the reasons i wanted to pick this album in particular is to plot the growth um because well, you won't know this, but one thing you will know, because I've said it a million times on this podcast and in like, conversations, is that, like I've said before, like I don't think we've had a better rap album than Daytona since Daytona. Mm -hmm. The next album on that list for me is Hoodies All Summer um, by Kano oh. 2019. I think, it's, I think it's a modern day masterpiece mm. um, of rap music and of lyricism and of content. And I think... There is just so much that that album talks about that is just like revolutionary in the way that it's done and the way that he approaches different things on that album. And I mean, for me personally, it's summed up in the closing song of Suck Your Mom, but that whole yeah. album as a whole. So um, I was really eager to go back and do this album. Mm -hmm. um, so UK Legend, their debut project, 2005. Mm. we're talking about home sweet home mm. so for you listening to this what are your what were your initial musings for your first few lessons what did you pick out as the central themes of the album and what were your just general overall thoughts um i had an interesting time with this album you always have interesting times with the albums. I do, I do, because these album, these album reviews that we do, I don't, they're not as organic as I usually do when it comes to listening to music. It's more so I have to go out of my way and say, okay, I'm going to listen to this album. This album more so than, no, I can't even say that. This album fits into the last few albums where it's been like, oh, okay, we're reviewing this one. All right, let me, let me go out of my way and go and listen to that. Um, so usually it's the interesting times. Um, this album, I what's the word I want to say? I didn't 
I wasn't as excited to review this album as I was, I've been excited to review other albums that we've gone to review. Um, I'm not sure why that is, honestly. I'm really not sure why that is. But it took me a while to actually sit down and say, you know, let me let me actually give this album the listen so that I'm prepared for the review. Um, so that was earlier this week, even. Um, I liked it when it started. I liked the intro. And once the intro started, I said, it's Kano. And I'm a Kano fan. I don't know why, why I was nervous that I wouldn't like anything on this album. Like, this is this is exactly what I expected. I, I enjoyed it from the rip. Um, but then it carried on. And I realised that I'm not a massive fan of all the songs on this album. And I struggled with that for a while. I wasn't sure why I wasn't why I wasn't enjoying the album the way that I felt like I should be enjoying a Kano project. Um, I wasn't sure if it was because maybe the music's just dated and a project from 2005 just doesn't sound as good to me in 2022 anymore. Maybe it was because I just literally just didn't like this album in particular and Kano had a lot of growing to do before I would be able to listen to a Kano album in its entirety and enjoy it in its, in its entirety. Um, the main song that did it, funnily enough, and after speaking to a few people about this album as well, it seems to be more of an oddball take was Night Night, where other people seem to like have that song as one of the songs that they really love from this album. That was a song I really, really struggled with. And it was a song that I was genuinely stuck on for a few days trying to get past that song. And I couldn't. Um, I just couldn't. I really got stuck on particular, particularly that song. Um, yeah, it was a tough, it was a tougher album to listen to. But that being said, from what I gathered from it and the conclusion that I've reached today is that that's because it was a rookie Kano. Well, not rookie. He had been in the, he'd been making music for a while. Um, but it's, this was his debut album. And it was almost as if Kano had gotten to a point where his rap was very, his rap ability was high and is high throughout the entire album. But I don't know if his song making ability was necessarily at that same level of like high as his rap, if that makes sense. And I think that was the disconnect that I struggled with whilst listening to this album. That being said, the story he's telling is evident. Like this album is clearly an album about his life experiences and everything that has ultimately led him to recording this album in particular is what I gathered from it. Um, again, his verses, all the verses, I don't think there's a bad verse on this album, if I'm being honest. I enjoyed every time Kent was rapping, but the construction of the songs is why I struggled. What about you? Why? On the construction of the songs? Mm-hmm. That's another one. I, I struggled with it because I didn't know why at first either. I think it was the hooks for the most part. I really struggled to get past a lot of the hooks on these songs. 
and I realised that we're kind of an opposite. We're on opposite. What's the word? Opposite ends of the spectrum with it a little bit because you know you often come here and you'll say an album sounding good doesn't mean mean anything to you. It needs to be saying something at the same time. For me, the second a song doesn't sound amazing anymore, I struggle to like enjoy anything. Because for me, at this point in my life, I have more my music library and my knowledge of like all the songs that I love is as big as it's ever been in my life. So it's tough for me to sit down and listen to anything that I don't immediately enjoy, if you get what I'm saying. So once I feel like I'm forcing myself to listen to it, that's already a bad foot to start on. And is that for the whole album? No, no. So just specifically Night Night? No, Night Night was one of them. There was a few examples. It wasn't for the entire album. That's the that's why I struggled with this album. Because as I said, I enjoyed the first four songs. Then there'll be songs where it's like, okay, this is cool. Then there'll be songs where it's like, I'm really struggling to get past this. Then it'll be songs where it's like, this is fantastic. Wow, this is the K. I can see how this Kano became this Kano. Like, I'm, this is super exciting. Like, the music ability, the song making ability here, I wish this was throughout the whole album. If this was throughout the whole album, this might become one of those albums that I just fall in love with today and stays in rotation for the rest of my life. But then there would also be songs like after that, where it's like, turn this off. Like, I can't actually listen to this. And that was the continuous battle I had throughout this album. I feel like a lot of what you're getting at, though, um, and maybe this is the interesting thing of like, looking at the debut of an artist when you've already seen that i mean you like hoodies or some remainder of the manner right yeah. i don't want to speak for you love them like you hold them in high regard highest regards yeah so maybe this is the dichotomy of like listening to the early musings of an artist try still trying to discover themselves in the commercial world after you've already seen them potentially like in your eyes master that space and that world because, like, I would be interested to hear with the people that um, you spoke to that said they love Night Night mm-hmm. when they heard Night Night. Because mm. I love Night Night. But I, I love like, Night Night in 2005 when I heard it on Channel AK and Channel U. Mm. And so to me, I loved it then. I still love it now. There's no change in that. But if this is your first time hearing it and the Kano that you've heard is the Kano of Suck Your Mum, where he's got a choir in the background singing Suck Your Mum, Suck Your Mum. Yeah, I said it, Mm -hmm. Suck Your Mum. The construction of this song may be too, you know... Possibly. Beginnerish, amateurish even. Mm. That is... Funnily enough, that's literally... That is a word that I used when I was describing it to um, someone who... One of the people I was having a conversation about with this album... um, especially with Night Night, where... And I tried not to compare it to the Kano that I know today. It's natural. I might have been doing it, like... What's the word I'm thinking of? Subconsciously. Oh, I knew he would have the word right there. Oh, I might have been doing it subconsciously. Um, but that being said, it was like... Especially with Night Night, it felt 
and this the exact words I used were was it felt amateurish. It almost felt it almost felt like someone was busking over Kano's song, if that makes sense. Listen, like, man, listen, you're entire listen, you're entitled to your opinion. Don't be disrespectful now. You're tired of your feet. Hey, you're tired of your feet. No disrespect for that. They still go to public. They still go to public. Right? No, no, no. No disrespect. Don't get no us cancelled. Intended. No disrespect. No disrespect intended. But this is shit. <laughs> Nigga, you can't rap. Stop making music. No, no. Kano's verses were cold. It was the hook. So you it don't like the streets. The, it was. I can't even remember how the hook goes, but. Like every time he was singing, I struggled. Leo the Lion. Every time Leo the Lion started singing, I was like, ah, mm, I don't like how this sounds. I don't like how you put your hook together here. And when he would stop, it was like, oh wow, Ken is talking. But when he would stop, when he would start singing again, it's like, ah, mm, mm, what YouTube video can I watch right now? Mm, let me pause this and come back to it. And I'll come back to it. Like, ah, I saw the hook. Let me go do something else. You know what I'm saying? Like that hook, the way that hook was put together, it has the vibe of a bus car like i don't no disrespect intended but it's like that is just that's the vibe i got and i was like no thank you thanks no i'm not no disrespect intended but disrespect <laughs> yeah no disrespect. No, no disrespect but i'm about to i disrespect you for what let you me, did here let me discredit all your hard let work. me discredit all your hard work man no disrespect intended but don't ever do that shit again Stop. Find a different career. It's not too late to go to uni. Fam, and that's just that's one example. Night night. I I'll like be telling buskers. I'll be telling buskers in the center of Manchester that it's not too late to go to uni. Because why are you fourteen busking? You haven't even tried. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> you haven't tried. Fam, do you know how hard it is to get discovered on the streets, bro? <laughs> not everyone is Ed Sheeran. Fam. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is very much the the anomaly. He's the anomaly. I can't lie. You are working against yourself here. You my can be brother, doing so many I'll be, be sat there like my brother in Christ. You are 14. It is not too late to focus on your math GCSE. But fam, even if you, this is what you really want to do, I promise you, you're better off booking studio time than just singing on the street. Then, bro. <laughs> and you're doing that. Yeah, singing on the street for pennies. Mm. You don't even have a card machine oh in a god. cashless society. You oh my god, you haven't thought through at all. What's your goal here? What's your like, what, that's you what I was What's your goal here? Who do you think? Which music producer do you think is gonna walk past you right now <laughs> and sign you off the street? You're not even singing your own songs. You're doing covers, and they're not good. Yo, niggas swear that Jay Z's gonna walk past. Like you got something, you got bro. Jay Z, bro. Cole gave Jay Z his mixtape two years before he signed him, and Jay Z said this shit is ass. <laughs> and you think you're the one that's gonna but just have what? Simon Cow walk through the street because you were singing Wonderwall off key. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Did you try? Did you try, Ari? Did Yo. you try? Fam, even if did I you, do come you, up did, to you now, but if I come up to you now and say, all right, give me your give me your mixtape, you're not prepared for that. You're not. You don't have any hard copies of anything that you can give me. You don't have your your details that I can quickly just find. Where's your, no, card? No, no, Where's your business card? You're not on Spotify. You're, You're not on Spotify. Business card. 
like, did you even try being a designer technology teacher? There's a surplus. There's a short. There's a there's a shortage. We need Bam. them. We need we need driving instructors. Bro, we need driving instructors to the T. Like, Bam. Bro, that is a great career. You'll <laughs> never not be without income. Bam. In you're, career. you're your own boss. You're your own. You set your own hours. A job where you can travel. You can tra- <laughs> the whole country. <laughs> Well respected <laughs> profession, but you're here busking in the rain. Crazy, huh? Really? In the rain, <laughs> your guitar is wet. Your guitar's wet. <laughs> your sound system is frying. Mm-hmm. This is fifty pounds that you've invested in microphone and mic stand. <laughs> you could have put it towards C- CGL books or, C- or whatever GC, whatever that was. Revision guides. I don't CGL books. <laughs> I don't remember that shit. Oh my god! With the little guy in the corner giving you a hit. Yeah, come on, come on, bro. You know the guy. Where's Clippy? You remember Clippy on Microsoft? Oh Word? my god, the goat. The, the, the goat. <laughs> hey, do you think about time to save this? I'm like, bro, you're right. You're right. I have to even save it. <laughs> you know, I was actually gonna dip, but you're so right. <laughs> it's all right. I need to save this. <laughs> Um, no one's giving me hints no more, man. They think I got Bro, this. I don't got they this. They think I got. I don't got it. <laughs> I need a savior. I don't. Kendrick told me he's not, but I need one. <laughs> you know me, all the people who aren't my savior. They tell me who is. Who is? <laughs> tell me what they are. Bam, okay, no so, okay, so okay, so okay, so LeBron isn't. It's KD. Am I meant to stop? Bam. Am I meant to stop brushing my hair? Is that what you're telling me? Like, Bam, I would love to go to the Bible. But they don't give me IT skills in Bro, the Bible. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god. What are we talking about? Again? Okay, so Kano. Um mm. when I think of the theme of this album, I think Kano says it best on sometimes verse two, where he says, and I quote. It's so real now. I've had dreams of this album. So reality is the theme of this album, close quote. And you said it best too. Like, it's what he really was living through at the time. And although this word is never used because it hadn't been, women hadn't made it up yet. And also it's not a word that is commonly found in black men's dictionary Mm. or vocabulary or lexicon. Um, he's very anxious on this album. Mm. Very anxious on this album from multiple different fronts. Anxious about whether this industry can go mainstream, which is one, as he says on sometimes. Anxious about how his own skill will translate to the top level. And anxious about the life of a young black boy coming up in London. Mm. Whether it's P's and Q's, typical me, sometimes, even this is how it feels when DJs reload it. D double gets a lot of reloads, but I get reloads too, guys. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's an anxiety and all of that that, that um comes through is music. And it was really interesting for me to like hear. I guess it just made me think, like, how fulfilled must these guys feel now? Mm. Like, Kano gets DWE, Dizzy to an extent, Reg 3 too, when they're sat here, like, 
the hook of this song sometimes I just mentioned is like so sometimes you see me in a daydream thinking could the underground go mainstream mm-hmm. like how must they actually feel like when they look at Stormzy be the biggest name in this country yeah crazy when they look at Dave be one of the biggest figures in this country like mm. they didn't like they he didn't know if this shit would work mm. do you know what I mean and like that's a there's a level of anxiety that goes with that and now they all get to sit back I mean they don't sit back I mean I think Hoodies All Summer is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard mm-hmm. Conflict of Interest by Gigs by Gigs by Gets last year was one of the best albums of the year Mm-hmm. Wretch every time he drops feels like like you're listening yeah. to one of the greatest worst myths ever yeah. like all of these so they're not sitting back and watching but like when they sit back and watch they must be like rah we Crazy. did that mm. like we did that like hmm? we are like and not even that like could the underground go mainstream it is the mainstream yeah in real. this country like it um, is the mainstream like I'm seeing H sell out shows all over this country and he's about to go and sell out shows all over North America. Um, it's, the underground is no longer... You can't class what used to be called underground as underground anymore. It's mad. Like, I was talking to... Who was it? it was Bobby even. that We were talking about Stormzy and I said, yo, like, I love Stormzy and the only reason that I don't listen to Stormzy as much as his music would warrant that I should listen to Stormzy is because... I, by the time like a week has passed people have ruined the album for me because i hear yes. it everywhere i go because i can't get away from it bro you gotta think like stonzy does stadiums arenas mm. in this country yep. yeah and like for us the craziest biggest thing he did was a freestyle in the park what yeah. what yep what yep. and you think about the fact that like Gets, Gigs, Kano, Ratch, all these man, D Double, they're doing legacy tours at this point. Mm-hmm. Legacy tours. Man. And for years, they they couldn't get, they weren't allowed in shows. Mm. They weren't allowed to book shows. Get, like, we saw Gets, Gets had no, Gets didn't need an opener. The crowd came for him. Same Kano, bro, they don't need openers. We come mm. for them. Yep. And there were points where they weren't even allowed to be booked as an opener mm. because they thought, can't have that many black boys on stage. Yeah. Causing a riot in hoods. <laughs> what? Bam. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, how must that actually feel? I can't, fam. It's crazy because, like, they really revolu- revolutionized the industry without knowing that they were, were about to revolutionize the industry. But no, just worrying about like, could we even get a foot in the door? Fam. It's crazy. It is crazy when you put it like that, man. That's nuts. It's almost like, it's almost like they used to pray for times like this to mm. rhyme like this. So they had to grind like that so that they could shine like this. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the lyricism and lyrics and rapping on this album? Oh, it's elite. It's elite. That's the one thing I knew wouldn't be in question with this album. I think Kano, when Kano starts rapping, Kano's rapping, you know, that's the show. <laughs> that's what you came here for. That's what, that's the one thing I knew. Okay. Even like, even though I don't like these songs, I know once I get to these verses and Kano starts rapping, 
he's gonna be talking something. He's gonna be talking about something, and he always is talking about something. Like even I don't know how to explain it. Even when you almost forget that, oh yeah, this is like well for me personally speaking anyway, as someone who had a tougher time with this album, even when I was struggling, I said ah, I don't even really want to listen to this album anymore. A verse would just start. And Kano will be talking about his upbringing and how he was surrounded by murder. Or like, I'm, what song was it that really got me? How We Living, I think it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, like he's talking. Like he's really, really talking here. Wow, this is like, this special. And then, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, if you, if I could, genuinely get past some of my gripes I had with this album this album would be I'll have this album way higher in my brain just off of the rapability alone if that makes sense like he really showed out when it came to the lyricism on this album couple of examples sometimes is the first one that I have to run to because man man but I feel like you've already gone into it but man man I'm just just listening to the verse on this, my manager said this the quickest deal ever. I said 18, 18 years, years the ain't the quickest deal. deal ever. I said, Oh my god, and he did this album as what at 20? Like it was crazy. <laughs> when I heard that. But I had to doing my I actually had to get my calculator out. I was like, How old were you? But it fam, that is such a line. That is such a line, fam. I oh my god. There's certain there's bars on this album where I'm just like, man. Keno's rapping. Keno's rapping. Nine to five. Nine to five. As someone who does a nine to five. Oh, bro. I'll hear that. I can never do a nine to five. Five to five. <laughs> like, yo, like, yo, I was listening to nine to five sat at my nine to five. <laughs> bro, that's what I said. All I know is my nine to five ain't cutting it. I said, bro, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and then people were telling me, people were telling me that they're going to quit their job because of break my soul. Can you listen to, <laughs> can you listen to- <laughs> I almost put on the spot. Bro. I almost put my manager like, yo, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't do, do it 9 to 5. I can't do nine it. To five. That's how I'll negotiate myself down. Let's do a 10 to 4. Can we do a 10 to 4? I can do that. Can do yeah. that. <laughs> oh, man. No, they're just... There's examples all over this album, man, where it's just like... He'll just have, like, a line in between other amazing lines, but that line, for some reason, will just punch you in the mouth and be like, man, whoa. What did Kenner just say? He just said, what? And like, yo, it's it's all over this album. It's all over this album. It's the one thing that I expected and that showed itself on this album was do the lyricism. Do you think there's been, when you cast your mind to the Keno, you know now, do you think there's been exponential growth? Do you think he's like, was already like a supremely elite level and has just continued and plateaued? Like, where do you view that if you thought about that? I think... I think there's been some growth, some growth, but I think he was already really good here. I think the growth that we've seen in Kano hasn't been, oh, he used to be this level of rapper and now he's this level of rapper. Even though I think he's gotten better as a rapper, but I don't think it's, whoa, I can't believe the difference between here and here. I think the growth we've seen has been more so, oh, he's way better at putting a song together. I don't think that's him. I think that's a UK scene. Like, even when you said you that, think? get him. Yeah, I think that's a UK scene in general. I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe. I think I, I, because I think like even when you said that at the beginning, like I was like, yeah, I think that's just the nature of like the UK scene. Because I even look at like Wretch songs from like 2010 compared mm-hmm. to Wretch songs now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, the rapping is still great. The song is not good. Like, do you know what I mean? Back in 2010. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones now, not only is the rapping elite, as it always has been, his ability to craft the song is just 10 times better. And I think it comes from the fact that the producers that we have in this country now yeah. are like, they're just as established as the rappers are. They're still not paid. Mm. Mm. You just need to pay your producers for real. <laughs> and engineers. Yeah, for real, for real. Is that pay them. I'm really worried. Like, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> Can't just be guys. It can't be J Five, the only one that's that's getting money out here. <laughs> J Five said, "You're going to pay J Five. J Yeah, <laughs> I want my bread. I want my bread." I said, "Bro, if you're coming to me, it's fifteen k minimum." <laughs> I like NSG. We're like, yeah, we even do Klarna to pay it off. Like, I get it. I get it. And you know what, NSG. Long may it continue. Bam, I real, need another real. options. Pronto. Yo, oh my god. And I think they're they even loading up for an album. Oh bro, pronto. Pronto. Oh my god. She ran her waist like Lupita. Ah, oh my god. And me, I've never seen Lupita wide her waist. <laughs> what about ever? Ever. <laughs> but I know what they're talking about. I know what they're talking about. <laughs> so yeah, pay your producers and engineers. But yeah, I think because the game has become more professional. Mm-hmm the quality of the music has gone up because mm. I, I think it's the same as gets like i think like that gets album last year proved it like his ability to make songs is just mm. like ridiculous but the rapping's always been there but maybe the structure around to enhance the song wasn't there in mm. the years previous possibly possibly i mean one of the first things i said was i didn't know if maybe like some of the songs that I wasn't enjoying was because I've just aged out of it. Like, it was an album that came out in 2005. I can't necessarily say I remember how Grime sounded in 2005. Pow! Oh, my God. Pow! Was that 2005? That was 2004. Damn, was that 2004? The original, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Either way, um, there's clearly been a shift like clearly been a shift but i'll say the main difference i've noticed in his growth is that the song songs as a whole are better they're better constructed if that's because of the scene that's because of the scene but we've already sort of touched upon production so i don't want to get too deep in it i just want to say um what i really appreciate about this album from a production standpoint is the diversity um no not the bat not not the dance, the dance group, group. <laughs> not the dance group although they are mk massive but <laughs> um the diversity in terms of like <laughs> mk massive is crazy what? Oh, you know i just saw Wilson the other day <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> That's an MK math. Don't kill me. You know what I was thinking about the other day, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, tangent. But it goes in line with what I was saying earlier with like the Milky Bar kid shit, yeah. Do you think the kids these days still have like MK's baddest pages? But like, they're probably just on like Snapchat now or shit like that. Like <laughs> bruv. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Fab. Like we really 
<laughs> Do you know how much of a badge of honor it was? <laughs> These women. Fam, there's so many things kids don't have. Like, like fam, they will never know. And they will never they will never know what it is to ping someone for a like. Bro, it's crazy. Like for like. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know how much of an honor it was when someone that you liked then told like, you everything they liked? Oh my you? goodness. Oh, god. <laughs> Immediate endorphins. <laughs> That's how you'd be on Ask FM doing asking questions about yourself but anonymously. And then yeah. they'd answer like, Oh yeah, I really fucked the poor. <laughs> fuck with you. But now you can't out yourself because you look <laughs> oh yeah, the cool guy is still yeah. cool guy still, yeah. <laughs> Go play it cool. Meanwhile, you're there crying inside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nah, production wise. Well, yeah, I'll let you finish your point. You said you appreciate the, the diversity. Yeah, it was really diverse um, in terms of, like, he touched, he he had songs which represented so many different aspects of what the game was at the time. So you got the true, like, underground gram signs of P's and Q's. Then you got the, like, um, Nobody Don't Dance No More. Um, yeah, Nobody Don't Dance No More type vibes, where it's, like, the more garage vibes. Reload It too. Ways that it's very clearly meant for the club at the time. You're on stage, DJ's there, reload it, and you get the rewinds just going three, four times. I can literally see that happening mm-hmm. when I hear that song. Like we've been there. And then obviously, like the the ways in which the game was then trying to like go commercial, songs like Night Night, songs like um Brown Eyes as well, like all of that. And so I appreciated the array of sounds that he was trying to go for maybe that the label was trying to push him to go for in trying to take the underground to the mainstream um so i thought that dichotomy was interesting but i don't want to get too deep into production because i think we've already spoken a lot about song crafting and how the songs were create were put together on this mm-hmm. um before i get to the songs that you think stood out what songs because you mentioned it a lot that there were a number of songs that you just struggled with what were they? Um, I struggled with Night Night. I struggled with um, Remember Me. Oh, man, that was a tough one. Um, I struggled with Signs in Life. I struggled with... Um, oh, I struggled with Typical Me. I did struggle oh. with Typical Me. Even though I can see that that one was clearly that it just didn't age as great. As um, I'm sure the hope was that it would age. It just, I think it just aged poorly. I don't, that one I wouldn't say was necessarily constructed poorly or anything. I just think it aged badly. I could clip, I could hear that that song reminds me of low cut jeans and bright colored hoodies, if that makes sense. It reminds me of the early 2000s. So I wouldn't say that that's necessarily a bad song. It just wasn't for me. Um, what other songs? Mm, the rest of them were just, they range from it's okay to I really like them. And what were your I really like comments? Brown Eyes, I loved. Oh, I love Brown Eyes. It's another one I'm performing at my wedding. <laughs> I loved them. Um, I don't know why. I loved um, I loved 9 to 5. I loved um, P's and Q's. 
yeah, those are my loves. And then I'll say the rest of them were just kind of, they're okay. Oh, P's and Q's. Mm-hmm. Um, brown eyes. I got P's and Q's. Yep. Brown eyes. Sometimes, um, I think it's a huge, it's a ridiculous standout song. Oh, did I um, say sometimes? You didn't, but I had a feeling that you you wanted to say sometimes. But sometimes yeah. it's a ridiculous standout song to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we love him. How we love him. Mm-hmm. Storytelling of how we love him. Taking you to taking you to London, and the sad reality that. You know, it's still, I mean, it's a jungle. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how they keep from going under. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, adults heard that and said, man, our kids are, <laughs> <laughs> our kids are in trouble. <laughs> this hip hop stuff is bad for the youth. <laughs> it's bad for the youth. <laughs> they're, they're realizing that they live in shit areas <laughs> and vocalizing it. <laughs> They're having opinions of their own. No. <laughs> They're refusing to conform to the whims of the white man. <laughs> no, we have to shut this shit down now. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe how badly that scared the government. And I, <laughs> I and, I, and I love the fact that that was the response, though, right? Bam. I think if that wasn't the response... Oh, my goodness. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Mm. We wouldn't have fight the power. Man. Which means we wouldn't have fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Which means we wouldn't have Renners getting fucked with no Vaseline. Mm. Mm. Which means we wouldn't have rolling down the street, (laughs) smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice, laid back with my mind and my money and my money and my mind. Huh. Man. Which means we wouldn't have hold up, wait a minute, let me put some kush up in it. Hold up, wait. Dre is a dickhead for teasing D socks in 2010 like that. <laughs> He's a dickhead. Because that was an unbelievable song. How you get Akon on the hook like that? Bam. On Kush. Bam. <laughs> Yo. Hip hop's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's such a, oh, wow. Don't get twisted. Hip hop is a beautiful. <laughs> it's done jazzy again. <laughs> Don't kill me. Is it time to take it to the scales? Um. Yeah, why not? So, as I'm sure everyone should know by now, we have the two stubborn Nigerian album ranking scale. The scale goes as I hate that I ever listened to this. Yeah. Won't be listened to this. Won't be listened to again. It's lit. Whole lot of mid. Yeah. Might stay in rotation for about a week. Straight up. Pretty damn good. The flame. Serious project. Slap. And then either me or Paul can give it our 50% stamp of approval. In the case that we both give it our 50% stamp of approval, the album would then become 100% Two Stubborn Nigerians approved. <laughs> All right, so Paul, where, where are you ranking it? It's mid. Mm. It's a mid-level project. It has mm. really good. It has some serious high moments. I think for me, P's and Q's. I think is one of the greatest songs to ever come out of this country. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes now that I've had this first time, this um, this listening this past few weeks was the first time I had sometimes, and wow, mm-hmm. wow, I'm actually very peeved that, from my brother's point of view that I never had that from him. 
mm-hmm. um, considering the fact that he was outside when this came out. So like, <laughs> bro, what the fuck were you doing? All right. You didn't mm. want me to hear sometimes, but I heard confessions like every other mm. day. What's mm. going on? Um, brown eyes, another extreme high point. So I think there's a lot of high points. Um, I think there's some low points, which I think is just the, I think it's just the coming of age of a debut album in a genre that just wasn't populated yet. There was no blueprint really of how to have success in the genre mm. um, at this time. And this was one of the albums that would create that, that blueprint of, of that would be used to come of, mm. of how to have success in the genre as a black British rapper, grime artist, drill artist, whatever you want to call it. Um, what do you call it? Garage? What do you call it? Urban? Come on now. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's some highs. I think there's some lows. And I think all of that totally means that sits along that middling curve which we call mid yeah when complete agreement we're in cahoots <laughs> no we're not <laughs> um yeah you know i think the high points of this album are very very high the low points for me are pretty low um and then there's a lot of songs that just sort of balance out in the middle because they have both high points and low points on that song so overall i'll say that the album um, falls into the mid category. That being said, I don't think that it should be understated. Obviously, what this album did, it launched a career of one of the greatest our artists to come out of the UK in UK history. So I don't want to disrespect the album as a whole, you know. I am grateful for what it did, despite what I think about it in 2022. Sometimes I have to kick myself. Cause sometimes I can't believe they shit myself. So sometimes you see me in a daydream. Thinking can the underground go mainstream? Okay. Alright. <laughs> Paul, what's your song recommendation of the week? Out of the walk. <laughs> to to <laughs> Listen, man, one thing about Yachty. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about that nigga. Mm-hmm. Keeps a hit on him. <laughs> Keeps a hit on him. You keep you keep trying to lower your eye if you want to. But that nigga will keep a hit on him. There's a couple of them from that generation. Mm. I ain't gonna listen to an album. Mm. You do an album, I ain't listening to it. Okay? You try and move an album, it's not getting played. It's not what's getting that no song? good reviews. What's Go that on. song actually called? Because I've been looking for it. I it's can't called find Poland. It. That's it, just Poland. Poland. Lil Yachty, Poland. I need to listen. Every time I hear that clip, I'm like, I need the song. Listen, I need it. There's a couple of artists in that generation. Mm. Yeah. You drop an album, it's not getting played. You ain't never going to get a Grammy in your life. Mm. Okay. You ain't even going to get a BET award. Mm. All right. Damn. You ain't going to get Damn. nominated for a BET award. Damn it. You, don't, you ain't getting a hip hop award. Mm. We don't want you on no cipher. Damn. Well, what you do want mm. once a year, mm-hmm. every six months, mm. whatever, your, whatever your timeline is. Mm-hmm. You keep that thing on you. <laughs> Yai, you're one of them. And when Yai comes, when Yai says it's time, that nigga said, I know you mm. want it. Uh, uh, take a picture with all my eyes. But I, yeah, mm. Yai, one of them. Kodak, one of them too. Yeah. I don't want an album. Mm-hmm. I don't want an album. When you say it's tunnel vision time, it's tunnel vision time. It's tunnel vision. I'll learn to dance and everything. What? I'll learn to dance at everything. (laughs) Every damn thing. Yo, I could have so easy. Kodak makes it so easy. (laughs) Bro, super gremlin. Oh my goodness. Bam. Bam, he never gives me complicated dances where I have to step one step two. Just just rock your fist. Easy peasy. Super gremlin. What a song. They don't make they don't make music like super gremlin. That only came out the end of last year. Man. Man. 
So there's a couple of Yard and Yardy one of them. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Poland by Yardy. When we go in Poland, your passport's in Dacia. Never invite me to Poland again. I almost blocked right. everything. I almost, right. nah, Let's go. Nah, that block almost happened. I forgot we Let's had a podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Don't invite me to Poland ever again in your life. <laughs> Man, my recommendation for the people this week. Um, this is a weird one. Go listen to all the YG's dance songs. But start off fair, I dance, um, featuring Kuko on off the album I Got Issues. Man. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm glad Man. that you, you, if you, I found, I you finally opened up and said that on this podcast. Now we can raise X in that level. I've been saying I got issues from podcast Let's number one. Let's work it out. Let's work it out. No. <laughs> I just want to state my issues and carry on having them for the rest of my life, man. I don't want to work past my issues. But that's what makes I don't me... want to be a better man. <laughs> Improve as a person. Break generational curses. <laughs> be happy. <laughs> Why would I want to be happy, bro? Happiness is a facade. I want to be content. Content is one last thing. I just want to be alive, man. I just want to be good. <laughs> yeah, bam. <laughs> Yo. What the, what is that interview? No. Um, yeah, go listen to all the YG's dance songs, man. Because I really had a good time just, like, going back and really letting myself know that, yeah, YG's the best to ever make a dance song. And I don't think it's, like, spoken about enough how good he is when he gets into the I Dance bag, man. Um, so, yeah, that's I Dance by YG. Before we go, before we mm. go, I got a question. I got a question. Well, I was like that. That even was about to be a secondary question: is who, mm. who, who made you, who let you know that they had a question better? YG when he said, "I got a question," or mm. Destiny's Child when they said, "Question." Tell me what you think about me. Ah. <laughs> All right. What's the question? So, who let you know they had a question better? <laughs> That's only the question. No, 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 no. It's a question. It's a question. <laughs> And I have to answer it. Who let you know better? See, that's tough, man. Because <laughs> Destiny's Child really cut the beat. I said, question. <laughs> and then let the beat come back. <laughs> I, I think Destiny's Child might take this one. But again, YG is a good second. Wayne on that song was crazy. That nigga said I put I stepped back point forward like Lamarcus Aldrich. I said, Oh my god, I said, wait. I said, wait. I said, Wheezy F baby, please say the baby, stop it, man. Love it, man. Um, there's certain verses that I know Wayne will do, and I have to ask myself, so you're telling me you didn't have a pen? He's <laughs> you didn't write any of that down. All right. Anyway, the question I had, right? And it goes, it's a tweet I saw months ago, and I like I never brought it up on a podcast. So I feel like we touched upon it a bit on Love Is, but I feel like it's really interesting because I saw the tweet again. In my bookmarks. So I was like, let's do it. The woman tweeted, was like, what do you guys, what song represents love to you? Because mm. for her, it was When We Love by Janae off Trip Album. And then a load of people had different answers in the comments. And I was like, huh. And I never brought it up on a podcast. I felt like we touched upon that a lot and love is, but like mm-hmm. to be explicit, what do you have a song that represents the emotion or the feeling of love to you? I mean, yeah. 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 It's a song that I've always, I've said for like the last, what, maybe five, seven years, that it's going to be my first dance. It's on my wedding playlist. 
Not that I've made my wedding playlist, but I know the songs are on my wedding playlist. Um, Casey and Jojo, All My Life. Mm. That's the one song that when it comes on, I'm like, man, maybe I do want to find the love of my life for real. Like, I need to stop playing games because if that's what love feels like, he said, all my life, I prayed for someone like you. And I thank God that I finally found you. Is uh, There's something about that, especially with the way that they vocalise. Uh. Bro, you don't understand. I was chefing up in the kitchen this week. I had my 90s playlist on, 90s mm-hmm. R&B playlist on. Bro, Brian McKnight back at one. Oh, man. I said one. You're like a dream. Man. Two, I just want to be with you. Man. This is playing two CD. You're the only one for me. And four repeats. That's one through three. Yeah. Five. Make you fall in love with. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. You know you're in love when you start doing maths. Bro, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> me. That is a one. Yeah, like a dream come true. Two. Just want to be with you. Three. Girl, it's plain to see that you're, you're the, the only one for me. And four, three steps, one through three, five, make you fall in love with me whenever I feel. I was like, no, no, this, this is, this is cinema, mm, fam. This is cinema, fam. That's artistry right there. That's, that's how you. Right there. That's what we're missing, man. Take us home, man. Just like that, just like that, just like that. 76 in the tank. Ready for you guys' enjoyment anytime you want. Yes, that's right. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. And sometime later, 76 tracks for you guys to listen to at any don't given ever, time. Don't ever count on my podcast again. This is not this <laughs> like is This is not maths hour. This is not this is not telly. I don't ever don't ever do simple math on my podcast again. I'm not breaking it down in algebra terms, bro. The only, the, only, the only division we do on this podcast is the group. Okay. Talking of, uh, and I was just about wow, yo, the weight, no, that's that's crazy. Because I was just about to bring up a TikTok comment asked us what we thought about Division's new album. And I did say oh Division. Did I say Division's new album or Division? But I did notice after that that Division released something recently. Another person. We got another hater on TikTok, by the way, which was beautiful. We got a hater on TikTok. Bro, oh my god. Saying. Every hater makes me so happy, man. It was like, I know everyone needs a podcast. I was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I've been saying that, bro. In fact, we need to take mics bro, out. Of didn't I we need to, bro, we need to defund black podcasts. <laughs> like, I've been saying it, fam. It's actually what was, essential. What was that in response to? Um, one of our videos, I can't remember which one in particular. I think it might have been one of our Ari's, one of us talking about Ari. What what positive thing? I mean, we don't talk negatively on Ari Lennox. So what yeah. positive thing did we say that made them feel like we shouldn't have a podcast? I don't know. That's really interesting. I wish I could tell you what it was that really upset him to the point where he said, man, we need to get these mics out of these guys' hands. So whoever he is, I fully agree with you, bro. We need to, mm. we need to, we need to come together to address the blackmail podcast pandemic. Bam, I had to like the post, man, because he's on he's he's facts. So like I don't like I I completely agree. I've tweeted that before, mm. bro. We need to defund black podcasts. <laughs> we do. And again, it goes back to what I was just saying, what feels like 30 minutes ago now, because we've been talking for so fucking long. Mm. Have you even tried uni? Bam. It's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> if I put it in our context, right? 
it's not too late for us to go and do PhDs. Bam. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, let me tell you about this thing called Forex trading, man. <laughs> have you tried esports? <laughs> do you know how much money yeah. niggas is making off Minecraft or Fortnite to Crazy. this day? Crazy. To this day, have you tried a career in VFX? Man. Marvel need all the help they can get. Man. <laughs> Yo, uh, did we ever talk about the fact that there was a song on Ty Dolla Sides album called Track Six? No, we didn't talk about that. No, we missed the layup. So he was because he copied her. Yes. <laughs> Don't cut that. <laughs> You're playing us out this week. Yeah. Cool. What are you playing us out with this week? I was listening to a lot of Nelly Furtado mm. in our time away. Mm. So I'm going to kick it back to her album from 2006, Entitled Loose, which is a crazy, a crazy title for an album <laughs> which has a song called Promiscuous Girl on it, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm going to play the song Say It Right featuring Timberland. Mm, mm, all right. As you play that, I just want to remind everyone at home, that Nigeria never carries last peace and love.
Space is holding.